Welcome to season two of Sundays with Wendy. My name is Wendy Goldberg, founder of the Benjamin Goldberg Foundation. This season is a glimpse into our work and some of the amazing people we have collaborated with to bring our mission to life. Since inception in 2018, we have supported the Children's Hospital of the King's Daughters with a donation of infusion backpacks to allow patients to receive treatment in the comfort of their own homes and the recent naming of the hospital's hematology oncology playroom and our latest project, the Peace Out Portal, a virtual playroom that brings free and easy access anytime, anywhere for children and families to explore music, art, movement, and other healing resources on their medical journey. Thank you for listening. To learn more, visit www.benjamingoldbergfoundation.org. Hi, well, I um, am very excited to have um, Vivian Gantos with us today. So hi, Vivian. Hi, Wendy. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I am good. Well, um, you know, you and I have worked together a little bit. You were on our wellness event um, last fall where you shared so much um, great information about Eastern medicine and acupuncture. And I know we got a ton of follow-up questions from that. So I know it was so well-received. It was so much fun and an honor. Thank you for asking me. Oh, we loved it. And, um, and then, you know, we came back to you again when we got our peace out portal up and going and you did a beautiful, um, video of acupressure. Um, and what I loved about that video, it was with your daughter and at the, I don't, I'm sure it wasn't planned, but at the, you were doing the pressure points and she fell asleep. She did. I loved it. Yet. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Oh, it just shows the power in all of this. I think it was wonderful. It was fun as a family too, because my eldest was the one who videoed it. So it was fun. Oh, amazing. I I know. I love a family affair. Thanks. All right. So I know you grew up in a medical family. So, you know, how did you, how did you stay in that um, field of work or what were you pulled to it in some Way. Yeah, you know, I was around it ever since I can remember, really. Um, both my parents are Western medically trained um, physicians. And so, you know, it was, it was expected um, that I would go into the same field. And I think initially, I knew as a child, I really loved people. I mean, to, to be honest with you, I really love to get to know them, but I also love to interview them. Like when we'd have parties at the house and things like that, I'd always want to um, ask them everything about them, but really, really how they ticked. Um, what was the root behind who they were? I guess that's um, a strange quality to have as a kid. Um, but as I started studying the hard sciences, I just didn't, I really didn't resonate with the chemistry and the calculus. I did okay, but I thought to myself, I feel really disconnected from treating a person and the science. And I started to do a lot of um, research by shadowing other practitioners as as I got older to make that final decision. But There were other variables too, um, other than my parents. It was also, as a child, I used to perform a lot and sing. um, And my parents were really involved in the Filipino community. 
Um, so I did a lot of things on stage. And as a result, I had to learn as at a young age how to protect myself from other people's energies. Um, and it was mostly positive, but it was just a lot at one time. And when you're a child, your heart is so big and so open um, that I didn't have the tools then. And I wanted so desperately to learn those tools. Um, I went to China my junior year in college and uh, I felt, I did Tai Chi and Qigong and I felt energy through my body for the first time in my life. Um, at the time I was rebelling against medicine and started studying international relations with a focus in development to help with public health. So in my head, I thought, well, I'll still be helping others, but in a different capacity. Um, but I, after college, did an accelerated nursing program to accentuate that international health policy. And of course, I fell in love with the patients at the bedside. Mm -hmm. I could not, as much as I wanted to say, I do not want to be a part of this world. Everything in me said, this is where you belong. It's just, I didn't feel a resonance in the hospital. I remember as a child doing rounds with my mother and um, visiting the nurse's station and visiting patients. And, and you know, you would think that would feel comfortable for me, but um, there's a place for the hospital. I, I, I fully support <laughs> being in a hospital, but I didn't resonate. I just didn't resonate with it. And when I uh, shadowed other practitioners, Chinese medical practitioners, naturopaths, homeopaths, um, I, I can't explain it. It just felt like home to me. And I realized later on in more of my studies is you don't have to look at this as two different camps. You have, you look at it as, okay, where's the patient's stage of illness? Is it in an acute stage? Is it in a chronic stage? Is it in the middle where they still have the vitality to heal? They just need the resources to boost their foundation in order to get there. Um, and really deciding what stage in medicine you really want to work with. You know, you can look at that like a general practitioner versus a surgeon, right? Mm -hmm. um, I found that in Chinese medicine, um, which encompasses acupuncture, Chinese herbs, martial arts and nutrition, that it was, it's a full system. Um, other than other modalities, it truly is a full system. Um, I would say another full system would be the Ayurvedic medicine. Um, naturopathic medicine is wonderful. It has wonderful tools. Um, but in my experience, it's different modalities in one with the concept of the body's innate ability to heal itself. Um, but I find that with Chinese medicine, because of its history, it's 2,500 plus years old, um, the wisdom in it just, it has survived the test of time. And I found more and more integrating the Chinese herbs with, well, first of all, integrating the diagnosis and the assessment um, with Chinese medicine, you look at the tongue, you feel the pulses, and I can get more into that in another time. If someone has questions, it's a mm -hmm. lot. It's a lot. Um, and then integrating the herbs, which aren't just substances that have been uh, synthetically taken apart. I mean, it's a whole 
earth. So you're looking at the temperature, the direction of where it goes. You're looking at um, the taste. Is it sour? Is it astringing? Um, is it sweet? Is it tonifying? Um, and then the direction, specific herbs go up, down, sideways. You know. So whenever you create a herbal formula, you're actually creating something unique for that patient. So I found that it's like a poem, really, when you're creating an herbal formula um, or you're creating an acupuncture protocol, you're, you're literally looking at how that patient is made up. What is their makeup? And you're looking at that makeup from a physical, emotional, and spiritual level. So um, the herbs, as well as the acupuncture points, all have that same link where it threads itself through those different layers. It's not just static. It's not mm -hmm. just one level. You can, there are people who just perform it that way and they still get great results. You know, they'll say, okay, LI4 is for a headache and they'll just put that needle in and that's the intention of a headache or, you know, it'll help blood flow in that area. But if you really get to the heart of the art of Chinese medicine, um, and bioenergetics and things like that, what you're, what you're really doing is you're threading the needle through all three layers of the body, which I found to be really surprising because, because I didn't grow up with that and, um, and really healing for myself and, um, and really empowering for my family. That's amazing. I love the way you said poem. Yeah. Cause it's like a creation almost, you know, so you're, you're empowered, you know, and the person is involved in that process, right. Along the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that when you're choosing, you know, where you want to focus your intention, you know, I chose to be, to, to help those in the middle where they still have some vitality. They still have some resources. Mm -hmm. because some people come to me and they're, they've, you know, they've really wasted through. So you need the pharmaceuticals to balance that. And I'm not against that. If you need that, then absolutely. I think I've given you this analogy in the past. It helps people understand. And it's like you drive by a lawn and you see that it's brown. And the question is, okay, should I just water it? How long do I water it? Do I fertilize it? What do I do? You know, and really the question is, how long has it been brown? You know, if it's been brown for two weeks, you do something. If it's been brown for two months, you do something else. If it's been brown for seven years, the question is, okay, do we just completely uproot this now? Um, you know, and so it really is dependent upon, you know, which medicine. Um, no, I love that analogy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, how do you see when you, you know, were you working with your, um, patients, how do you see transformation happen? That's a beautiful question. Deep one. Um, I find that when people first come in, you know, they're, they've been using things and we've all been guilty of this when we're stressed out or we have a lot going on to numb the sensations of those things around us, um, to distract us, um, and depending on what they are, whether it's wired and tired off of caffeine, whether it's um, binging on Netflix, whether it's um, food, you know, whatever that piece is, 
um, when they come and they sit on the, and they lay on the table, it's all about unwinding those layers and doing so slowly and gently and knowing when a patient is ready to do so, mm-hmm. how to do that based, based on what their body will best use in order to utilize in order to release those things. Um, and then holding that space for them to do so. So I think initially as a young practitioner, I wanted to do all of it right away. Mm-hmm. And I made mistakes because initially you're like, oh, I see you have fungus and you have um, virus attacking this and you have um, a sensitivity to gluten and you <laughs> and you mm-hmm. need enzymes. And you, you know, it just goes on and on and on and on and on. And then I'll give them this protocol and it's like so thick, right? And you see, and then they get overwhelmed and then mm-hmm. you're thinking, oh, but you need this and we need to do that. And, and no, <laughs> no, you don't. You know, the, the initial thing you, you start first is you really have to, you ask them, you know, you ask them and just say, because I think innately everyone innately knows to some level, maybe not fully, but to some level, what is blocking them? What is it they're avoiding? What is it they're preventing from flowing? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's that honesty that will, what will, will greatly propel them to heal. If they come to you and all of a sudden you give them a sheet of paper and say, these are all the things you need to do. They immediately think it's those things that are going to heal them. Mm-hmm. So they buy like all this stuff and da, 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 da. And they don't realize that first they need the acknowledgement, the understanding of why they're there in the first place. And most people who do come to me, um, kind of know, you know, already, and they're open and, you know, to this, but Initially, I remember when I first practiced, I opened it to everyone. It was like this huge wide net. So I got people on like hundreds of pharmaceuticals to people who were anti-medicine, anti-Western completely, and then to people who did both, you know, Mm -hmm. and I had to learn also um, and tailor also to each person where they were and being honest with where they were. And once you're honest with where they are and where they really want to go, not everyone wants to fully heal. Some people just want to come to you from symptom relief. Mm -hmm. And that is okay. And Mm -hmm. I find that when you do have symptom relief, many times, if you're not in pain or you're not depressed or you're not consciously worrying about the future and anxiety ridden, then you want to go further. And, um, and that's a beautiful thing. And I think mm-hmm. that, that acknowledgement when they verbally say, and I'll say, so does this hurt anymore? Can you eat this now? And they're like, oh yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, do you want to go for What else do you want to do? And mm-hmm. when they want to go further, it is awesome. It's, it's just awesome. You really do feel like you're, um, you've helped in some way allowing them to be aware enough to want to manifest everything or, or manifest something that they're here in this life to do. Right. You feel like you're, maybe you're helping them a little bit and achieving that. Well, I think you're helping them a lot. I mean, it's such a wonderful, um, open kind of relationship, um, with a practitioner, I feel like. Yeah. And some people don't want to be open. <laughs> and that's okay. And that's, that's okay, okay too, right? No, it's okay. Yeah. I, 
I will, you know, I feel the pulse, I look the tongue. Sometimes I just sit with them. And sometimes I know that this person is not ready to share anything. I'm like, okay, you know, and we do our thing. And then over time, I find that many times they want to focus on other things that aren't just physical. And that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I feel like there's always something to work on. Yeah. 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 You know, you get to a layer and you're like, oh, I'm good. Feel light. And then you're like, whoo, okay. Something else has popped up. Um, well, tell me, do you have a favorite quote or mantra? Um, yes, for, for a practitioner. Um, so it goes, a good physician treats the disease. The great physician treats the patient who has the disease. So I think that just goes with what we were talking about, um, in regards to, seeing a patient that walks in and, and seeing them as a case study uh, and someone who, um, and a practitioner who goes in with their heart open and and, um, and sees the whole person. And I think that goes for any medicine. I'm not, I'm not saying this is just Easter. I'm saying this is for everyone who mm-hmm. practices. Mm-hmm. It's in the approach, right? Yeah. And I think the patient can feel it. You know, you're not just looked at as, the cancer patient or the person with the chronic heart problem. I mean, you're looked at as, you know, the person that you are and that's empowering to the patient. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just, um, thank you so much for, um, always being a resource for the Benjamin Goldberg foundation. And I know we can, you know, we can call you at any time and that means a lot to us. Oh my gosh. I just, I just want you to know that I'm here um, and open to share anything, any information with you, because I do believe uh, that kids and adults should have the choice and to have those options out there um, to integrate into their present care. Mm-hmm. It's so important. Mm-hmm. It's so important. Mm-hmm. Well, can you share? I know you're um, you share your website and how to reach you on social media. Uh, sure. So it is boundlesswellbeing at gmail. Oh, sorry. No, boundlesswellbeing.com. And then um, email info at boundlesswellbeing.com. And I'm on Instagram at boundlesswellbeing. It's all boundlesswellbeing. <laughs> I love it. It's super easy. That's yeah, super easy. All right. Well, thank you again. And um, I know we have more conversations to come. And thank you so much for your work, Wendy. I'm just inspired all the time with your work and what you've done for the community. And um, I thank you. Well, no, thank you. And it, well, it takes, it takes a village, you know, it takes people like you and all the other people that we um, collaborate with to make it happen. I cannot um, do this myself. Mm-mm.